It's good to see you all here this morning. It is uh, definitely the Christmas season, as you can see in our sanctuary here. I'm so thankful for everybody that had come and helped decorate. It doesn't look nice in here. It looks nice and festive. It looks good. Um, and it's, it's such a uh, privilege to worship our King in the Christmas season. Uh, it's it's my favorite holiday, honestly. Even even though uh, Christmas can be a little commercialized, you know how many of you like the busyness? Sometimes you go to the mall and you just go to the mall just to watch people bounce. Nobody does that. Let's be honest. No, uh, I I just like everything about the Christmas season. It really is kind of that comforting. We we just bought this candle. Katie and I were over. <laughs> Uh, w- w- Farmington Station, we bought a candle that smells like a Christmas tree, and it's just like we, we smell it, just, it just smells like home, it smells good. Anybody have that about Christmas, you smell that, that scented candle? Here's a funny story, we went and uh, got our Christmas tree, I think it was last year, the year before, uh, we went up, we did the whole thing, we trumped through the snow, we went through the woods, we picked the perfect Christmas tree, and we were excited to bring that home, and, and you know, it's a lot of work to do this, we bring it home and set it up, I'm so excited for the Christmas tree smell, growing up we always had the live trees, and smelling that smell through the whole house just smelled good, right? Well, for some reason, we picked the tree that had no smell to it, no pine smell, no fur. It just so what we did is we hung those little like fake tree smell in our real tree just so it could smell like a tree. I know it was weird, but I love Christmas and it's a good good time to be with family and to always. Uh, and I, let's be honest, I love Christmas and the focus that is put on uh, Christ. And in the, in the Christmas season, you, we hear Christmas music that's so centered around Christ in the mall. I go, to, I go to Starbucks, and I hear Christmas music that are about Jesus. And I'm studying, I'm, I'm studying God's Word, and I'm getting fed, you know, by these Christmas, this Christmas music in a very worldly place, Starbucks is. Um, and it's a, it's, a, it's a good place to just know that Christ is being preached, even in Christmas music. People don't re- realize, I think, the power of those worship songs. That are really being played. Santa Claus, he's come to the 21st century. You can now email Santa Claus. Kids can email Santa Claus at emailsantaclaus.com. You get those requests out there. Um, every year this website gets millions of letters. And Reader's Digest had posted a few of the letters that uh, some of the kids had written in and submitted to Santa Claus. I want to read you just a few. Uh, little Jordan, he, he wrote this to Santa Claus. Could you come early this year? I've been really super good, but I don't know how much longer I can last. Please hurry. <laughs> Nine-year-old Brian says, Mommy says that you only bring presents for the good little boys. That isn't fair. <laughs> I'm sorry for putting all that X-lax in your milk last year. But I wasn't sure if you were real. My dad was really mad at me. (laughs) Roseanne said it best. Do you know Jesus is the real reason for Christmas? Not to be mean, but he is. Do you know that Jesus is the reason for the season? We do. Do we not? I mean, we're here because we know that Jesus is the reason for the season. And even though that's a coined phrase, I want to talk about that just a little bit. We know that Jesus is the reason for the season, but do we know why Jesus is the reason for the season? You see, 
I love asking the question why because it gives us better answers. You know, we can know how, we can know what, we can know the things that, are, that, that we do, but if we don't know why we do that, then it really means nothing. If we celebrate Christmas and we're doing all the right things, we set up a nativity, but we don't know why, then it means nothing. If we say Jesus is the reason for the season, but we don't know why Jesus is the reason for the season, then we're missing the point. I love Christmas because it's easier to focus on what Jesus has given us, what God has given us through the season, right? When we say the reason of the season, Jesus is that. We understand that there's something greater than Santa Claus. There's something greater than the lights. There's something greater than the tinsel and the sparkle and the hustle and the bustle and the wassail and everything that goes with it. There's a deeper meaning be- behind all of that fun stuff. There's a deep, deeper meaning behind the, 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 the presents and the, and the tree and the things that we set up. Now listen, there are some people who really just um, get carried away with coming down on Christmas or holidays, right? I mean, we can talk about the, the pagan aspect of Christmas, but we're not here to do that. We, Jesus came to save us and set us free from, from that. And so we, we, fo- we put our focus on Jesus. You know, we, we love what this, repre- this season represents to us. And if our focus is on Christ, we're going to honor God through our Christmas season. It's a good thing. I want to read it from Luke chapter 2. We're just going to highlight some things about the Christmas story. This week is, uh, in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about the Christmas story. Katie and I, we have some family in town, Trina and Anthony McKenzie. They were here in the first service. I don't think they're in the second service here. They may have stuck around, but they're here with us, and we're going to be uh, spending the weekend uh, at, a, at a cabin with all the family and all the cousins and everybody's together for Christmas as they have tra- traveled here. So Katie and I will be gone next week, but uh, Pastor Ray will be preaching next week, and he'll be giving us a word on Christmas as well. And, um, but we're going to be highlighting this message through the, the month, and today we're going to look at Luke chapter 2 just to start out with in the Christ- Christmas message. Verse 10, the night that Jesus was born, an angel appeared to the shepherds who were watching their flocks by night. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The angel had one message. It's simple, but it's powerful, and it's the message that there's a Savior to people. God had brought a saving son into this earth, this fallen world, for us to look upon and receive a gift of Jesus to be saved. It's powerful, but it's for the world, it's for you and I, and it's personal. For unto you, if you have your Bible and you got a pen with you, I need you to write this and circle it unto you, and you could put a little note on the side and say, it's for me. The gift of Christmas is Jesus for you, for unto you. It's personal for you and me. He has given this gift. God has given this gift of his son for you and I to be your savior, to be your rescuer, to be your redeemer. It's personal. It's mine. It's yours. He's your hero. He's the one that has come to fight against your enemy. It's a gift of someone who's going to stand in the gap for you. It's that knight in shining armor 
that you need in your life. It's the one who has come to take the reins. It's the one who steps in the gap and says, I'm going to take it from here, and you're going to follow after me, and I'm going to battle every battle that comes from in front of you and I'm going to be I'm going to cause you to be more uh, conqueror more than a conqueror than you've ever been God gave us something that we all needed and at the same time he gave us everything that we wanted how many of us there's two different types of people that have a Christmas list they they're the type of people that put on their Christmas wish list the things that they want that they wouldn't necessarily buy for themselves, and those who are practical, right, and put on the Christmas list that things that they would naturally buy anyways. I'm kind of the, I don't want what I need. I want what I want. Does that sound selfish? Don't say yes. I, I saw that. <laughs> no, yeah, you know, we, I mean, there's those things that we want for Christmas that are just outside of the things that we would buy for ourselves but God has given us something that we needed and what we wanted. We're in desperate need. All of us have at one point, and maybe currently, are in desperate need of the gift of God. There's something that He can give you that you, have n- that you cannot attain on your own. Coat Outreach a few years ago, uh, Ron and Rose Ricks headed this up for our community. We would provide coats we'd collect them together as a church we would uh take them down and 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 these coats i mean boxes and boxes coats hats gloves socks many of you have been a part of this and we we just give away all these coats to whoever's in need i remember there was a boy about five or six years old very very little with his mom and he came through that line um they were homeless and he came looking for one thing and one thing only it was a pair of gloves and it's hard because a lot of the little, we had plenty of gloves, we had plenty of things for um, adults, but the kids, they ran out pretty quick. And this little boy, we unfortunately did not have gloves for him, but he was, we were searching everywhere for gloves for this little boy. And we, we couldn't give, he didn't want a hat, he didn't want a coat, he needed gloves. You knew in this boy's history, he knew the pain in the sting of cold fingers, right? You knew for a little boy, he, he would have passed up the best toy to have his hands not hurt like they did before. Sleeping on the streets, I don't know. He knew something in his past that was painful, and he wanted some comfort. See, there's gifts that we've been given that we need and that we want. And all of us need the gift of the comfort, of the saving grace of God. There's something that we all need and desire, and it's peace with God. And God gave us this son, Jesus, and the message of the angel was, I've given you what you need and what you've been wanting. I'm providing comfort to those hurting souls, to the pain and the sting of sin and guilt and shame. I'm going to remove that from your life. I'm going to offer my son. You don't know this now. He's going to save you. Through the cross and the resurrection, my gift is going to start out as a baby, helpless, experiencing the full humanity. I'm giving this to you. And he's going to take away every pain, 
He's going to wipe away every tear. He's going to give you everything that you're asking. All the comfort, all the forgiveness, all the grace, 100% of this gift is yours. And when he gave Jesus, he saw you. Before you were born, he said, this is my gift for you. He saw your mistakes. He saw your sin. He saw your blunders. He saw your arrogance. He saw all of our humanity and said, I know what you need. And I love you so much. I'm giving you this gift. You're not going to have to earn it. You're not, you don't deserve it. And it's just going to be for you and just for you in the world. It's personal for unto us a child is born. He gave us what we need and it's still there today. It's a Christmas card that spells it out pretty, pretty clearly and I think it defines it really well, the gift of what God has given us. If our greatest need had been information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, he would have sent us a technician. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent us a financial advisor. But since our greatest need is peace, he sent us a savior. We need Jesus. He has come to give us that peace with God. We cannot have peace with God on our own strength, no matter how good. We've been this week. There's something spiritual, there's something deeply profound in the name of Jesus that when we put our faith in Him, it transforms our life. It gives us a new perspective. It gives us a new spirit. It cleanses, it cleanses us, it washes us. We don't know how it works. It's just a spiritual thing that Jesus does for us through faith. We begin to sense this. We begin to know this. We begin to re- realize this, and the reality of it begins to play out in our lives and our thinking and our thought process and our heart, and there's a spiritual awakening inside of us that we never knew was even there, and God begins to switch us from what our old life was into a new desire. The things that we Used to, we used to involve ourselves, the things that used to, to, we used to, to please us, the things that, that we used to do in our life does not, no longer have that desire for us in our hearts anymore. There's a new set of, of standards that we live by that give us life. And he's come to set us free. The angel that appeared to Joseph told him that Mary would, in Matthew chapter 1, Give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Every single person is a sinner. That's, that's just the human nature. It's where we live. All of us are in the same boat. God has sent his son. He's given us the gift of his son to save us from that. We don't have to live there anymore in the past sins. It's kind of like the comic strip Peanuts. Lucy's playing baseball and explains to Charlie Brown why she dropped the catch. Sorry I missed that easy fly ball manager. I thought I had it, but suddenly I remembered all the others that I missed, and I got the past in my eyes. How many of us feel like we can't get past our scenarios, the hurts, the pains, 
Yes, the sin. Because it tarnishes our ability to fully be at peace with God in the present. The past sins, boy, they're, they're right there in front of us, aren't they? If we allow it, it can be right in front of us. It can blind us from all the good things that God's, the gifts that God has given us, the peace that God has given us. In fact, we can't have peace with God without giving those past sins over to Jesus. That's the gift. Is when we put it on His shoulders, Jesus placed it on the cross and He buried it and He gives us a new life through the res- resurrection. And so it's buried, it's done, it's gone. We don't have to have the past blinding us from our connection with God. God gives us this gift. It's something that we can't fix. It's something that we can't undo. The sins, the mistakes that we have made against God are things that we cannot just say or do things. I'm going to do enough right to counterbalance the bad. We can't do that. It's not how it works. It's through faith that we are saved and that alone. Before Jesus, it was just with them to stay as they fulfilled the Old Testament laws. Jesus came to fulfill that for us. And that is the announcement of Christ is that he came to fulfill the legal obligation for you. The angel declared today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. When the angel said Christ, he meant Messiah. Christ and Messiah, they both have the same meaning. It means either chosen or anointed one. You see, when the shepherds, as Jed was talking about, the shepherds that took care of the sheep over by, the, the, uh, by Bethlehem, those, those sheep were designed, or they were there for sacrifices at the temple in Jerusalem. Anointed, they would anoint these sheep with oil. It would protect them from bugs getting in their ears and disease and cause them to have spots and blemish. They needed uh, sheep that had no spot or blemish. So when the angel comes with a message and says, this is the anointed one, this is the chosen one, means that Jesus was the one that God had set aside for a specific purpose and a role to fill in this world for you and I. It's a gift that he has chosen for you. It is specifically designed for you. It is specifically given for you. It is the gift of Jesus. He was chosen and anointed for you. A powerful message of the gift of God's love to us when we put it in a personal setting. John 3 and 5, 3 verse 5. You know that he appeared to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. Yes, the Christmas message is about sin. It's about Jesus taking away the sin of the world. Jesus was born to save us from the identity that we carry of sinner and gives us the name forgiven. Jesus was born to save us and set us free from the clutches of hell. It's a beautiful gift. Jesus was born to give us direct access to God, tearing the curtain in half allowing us to come with boldness to our Father. Jesus was given to remove the stain of sin, the guilt, and the shame that lays in our past that we no longer have to identify with that and carry that upon our shoulders. Jesus was born to fight against your sin so that the devil would no longer 
have a valid accusation against your soul. Jesus offers us freedom from the guilty verdict of breaking the law, and he fulfilled it, the requirement for you. He stood in place for you. Jesus is the free gift that was purchased by God and given directly for you. He's ours. He's yours. He's here. He's your gift. It's undeserved. I know it's hard to grab a hold of that. It's difficult. It's a challenge. And that's through faith that we can receive it. Help us, God, in our faith to simply receive your gift. And it's available when we put our hope and our trust in him personally. That boy who was looking for gloves. See, we, we could give him a glove, right? We said, we got a glove for you, but it was him that would personally have to put that glove on. See, Jesus has offered himself to the world. There are many people who understand the story of Jesus, but they haven't put the glove on. Yeah, I know Jesus. Yeah, I know the nativity. Yeah, I know the Christmas songs. Yeah, I know Jesus is the reason for the season. I know all of that. But they haven't personalized what Jesus means in their life or what it could mean in grabbing a hold that Jesus, he covers your sin. He takes away the sting, the hurt, the pain. And the Bible says that we are clothed in his righteousness. And when you're clothed in his righteousness, not yours, you have the comfort, you have the strength. You can withstand the cold, bitter nights of loneliness, of despair, because it's no longer affecting you. It's not there anymore. You don't feel that sting that used to be there. And those things that you had in your past, it doesn't bother your future. It's just a memory of what happened in the past. You know in confidence that in Christ Jesus, when you just put your hope in him daily, and you say, God, personally, this is where I need your help. This is where I need your strength. This is where I need your comfort in my life. He comes in and clothes you with that as a free gift and said, this is for you. Are you willing to put on the glove? Are you willing to put on the righteousness of Jesus? And it's only through faith. And it's not of your works. But through faith and obedience. And God, I'm going to trust you in this. I'm going to receive all that you have through faith. And I want to walk with you hand in hand. The gift of of God is amazing. It's not just a gift that's set underneath the Christmas tree to be observed and looked at. Salvation is a gift that we unwrap and unravel. It's beautiful on the outside, but there's something better on the inside. Grabbing a hold of the truth of what that means for you and I. It's personal. Let Jesus heal that pain that you don't want to go there. It's too hard for your thought to go into that place, that dark place. It's too painful. Jesus says, let me in. I will heal you. I will comfort you. I will take away the sin of the past. I will take away the pain and the hurt that others have caused you. That you're not guilty of, but you're holding on to a hurt. He wants to deliver you of that. Give you a gift To heal your past. Listen, Christmas is a great holiday. It's wonderful. It's a great time. And I love 
the Christmas season, but there are times that people forget what it's about. We get caught up in the Christmas presents. We get caught up in the trees. We get caught up in the garland and the tinsel and the, and the wassail and the sledding and all the activities that we go do. But we also even think we, we forget about the manger and the baby. We use that as a decoration. And we tend to forget why there's a baby in that nativity. Here's the kicker. Jesus didn't come to die. He wasn't born to die. The cross was not his goal. Can I say that again? Even though Jesus was born and died, that was not the end goal. When Jesus came, his goal was to give you life. Furthermore, you have life through his resurrection and not just the cross. And in the resurrection, there's life. And if his purpose was to come, defeat your sin that is dead, put that to death, have resurrection, share that with you and I, live in that gift and freedom today. He said, unto you today a Savior is born. That does not mean that we start living in that freedom after we die. We have, our sins have been put to death already. Now we are living in the resurrected life spiritually. Today you have been set free. Today you have been given a gift. Today Christ Jesus is here for you. Today is your day to live in that gift of peace, not tomorrow. Today is to live in that gift of forgiveness. Today is that day to receive him in faith. Today is to put on that comforting comfort of Jesus Christ over your soul to have him clothe you with something that you can't do on your own. Today is the day. It's Emmanuel that God is with us. What a gift. This is your Christmas gift. The message is simple, yet profound. And it's for all of us, and it's for our life story. Every person here has a life story. Let's let God do His work in our life. Personally, He is here for you. Let's stand together. I'm going to go a little bit of a different direction. I want to ask... Sometimes we go about Christmas and we sing the Christmas carols, we sing the Christmas songs and the lights and everything is cheery and bright, but there's people who are still, there are people during the Christmas season, maybe even more so in the Christmas season, who have pain and are hurting and are feeling the effects of just the, the world. And, it's, and it's, it's difficult right now. And there's a sting in your heart. And I don't know what circumstance you're going through but it almost seems like it's covered up even more because of the Christmas season. And God wants to do something in your heart, and he wants to bring a, a dose of comfort during this Christmas season, because I know that there are people who are hurting during this time. 
We can reflect upon the goodness of God, but we also got to let him in and to make things good in our lives. And I just believe in my heart that we've got some people here who are hurting and just are, are needing, needing to be clothed in God's comfort. Can I just say that? The comfort of the Spirit of God is needed. If this is you, I just want you to raise your hand. And we're going to pray for you. Yes, yes, I see you. Yep. Yeah, yep, yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah. It's a real thing. The hurt and the pain is a real thing. And it could be from the past, or it could be the present, or it could be the, uh, the unknown of the future. It's, it's just a lot. What I want to do is, I want to pray specifically for us to pray together, to be in agreement, that through all the lights and all the glitter, that God still needs to do some working in our souls sometimes. And it's okay to open that up and let God do that because when we do, He replaces despair with joy. It's just what He does. He replaces heartache with His love and comfort. The Holy Spirit does an amazing work inside of us. And there's some people here who need God's Spirit to do a deep work inside their heart and their soul and in their mind. So let's close our eyes and let's pray together. And if somebody had, I'll tell you what, if you're here and you would like somebody to pray specifically for you on your, just, just raise your hand. I'm going to pray over you, but if you'd like somebody to just agree with you, raise your hand and we'll just have someone put their hand on your shoulder back here. Sorry, we can just get your eyes open again. Just have some prayer. Just somebody just lay their hand, if not by themselves. Back there, over here. Okay. God, you see where we are most vulnerable to the hurt and the pain that is experienced through this season. God, I ask that you will give the gift of promise that you're not going to leave them and that you haven't left them, that you are right there with them at this very second, that today is a reminder that you have not turned a blind eye towards them. In fact, you have seen them, and God, that this service is for them, that you are speaking directly to their hearts, that you are with them. God, I pray that their hearts will be open to an overwhelming sense of your peace. God, during this time, God, that they will know with a shadow of doubt, without a shadow of doubt, that you are with them. And that you begin to plant seeds of faith deep down inside, God, that will root and grow and flourish. God, I thank you for the work that you are going to do in restoring thoughts that should be there and place inside of them a new set of thinking, a new set of words in their vocabulary. God, a heart transplant that softens them so that they can sense your presence, not being able to, not through words, but just through a sensing of your spirit, God. We stand in agreement, all of us here, knowing that we just need you in every aspect of our life.
put a special touch of your presence and your power in the name of Jesus over these individuals, their families, the children, every person in this building here, God. We submit to you the gift that you have for us. And we take that with joy. And we point back praise to you. Thank you, God, for giving us the gift of peace in our soul. We receive it today, and we're strengthened and encouraged by the name of Jesus. And together we say, Amen. Amen. God is doing and planting seeds of faith and birthing inside of us a peace for this season. Let Him quicken your mind and remind you of the gift of Christmas, and that's Jesus Christ. Amen. You are dismissed. Have a wonderful day.